I want to follow up this week on kind of what we talked about last week. And because it's Family Sunday, I promise, I made some statements last week, I think, in the message um, that this isn't going to be long and we're going to cut it and do it in two weeks. And 56 minutes was my sermon last week, all right? And everyone's like, we know. But, okay, this week, okay, Family Sunday, I love you guys, all right? Um, and, and it's not going to, it's just a follow up from last week and we're going to, we're going to get this done here, all right? But I want to follow up from last week, and, and, and if you weren't here from last week, what I'd encourage you to do, and if you were here last week, I want to encourage you to do this in any way. If you read Romans 12, the rest of Romans, Romans 12 that we didn't get to last week, um, read it, okay? If, even if you did read it, read it again this week. I'm telling you, if, if we want to know God's purpose for our life, then we got to know that passage. I mean, we really have to know what that says and how to apply it to our lives. And so do that. But I want to look at a couple other passages today. Most of those are going to come from the book of Proverbs uh, because I do think this is an important question. I think this is a real question, okay? I, I don't want to belittle it and, and just say, well, God's purpose for you is to do God's purpose and to glorify God. I don't want to just, I know this is a real question, and there's some of you right now today that are just like, I don't know what God wants me to do. And it's driving me nuts. And I'm praying and I'm seeking him and I'm I'm in the word and I just don't know what direction to go. And I know that's a real question. And, and I, I'm not going to be able to stand up here and tell you, take this job or take this job or go to this place or don't go to this place or or eat this for dinner or don't. I, I can't do that stuff. OK, but what I can do is tell you what scripture tells us about following God and about even knowing his paths and, and, and the direction that, that he wants us to go. And I believe that if we do that, what we're going to find out today is it's going to help us even in the process of God. What do you want me to do? What do you want for my life? What do you want in this part of my life even? Okay. And so if you turn to um, Proverbs 3, we're going to look at verses 5 and 6, kind of getting into that. You don't have to turn here. But two verses I want to look at um, or just share with you as we're getting into this passage. Psalm 25, verse 4 says this. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Now, certainly that is speaking of more than just answering the question, God, what do you, what's your purpose for me right now? It, it, it speaks to more than that. But, but certainly that's, that's the question we really have, right? I mean, if we can make our question bigger, if we can, if we can take our, our real question of, what, God, what do you want for me? What's your purpose for me? Really, we'd be satisfied with this, right? We would pray the same thing the psalmist prayed here. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Proverbs 19.21 says, Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. I get from that a couple of things, okay? We have a lot of ideas. We have a lot of plans, a lot of things that we want to do. But, it, but, but here's the thing. Only what is, is God's purpose is going to matter. It's not going to matter if what I'm doing is not God's will or God's purpose. Because what the passage says is it's God's purpose, not our plans, that will succeed. The second thing I learned from that passage is that I need to align my plans to God's plans. Instead of always coming before the Lord and saying, Lord, what do you want me to do now? What do you want me to do now? What do you want me to do now? I need to find out, am I doing what I know that God wants me to be doing? Am I aligning my plans to God or do I really, when I break it down, what am I really asking? Am I really asking God, will you align your plans with my desires? Am I really just saying, God, if you would just do what I want you to do, things would be a lot easier? Or am I willing to say, Lord, 
Make me to know your ways and teach me your paths. And so we're going to look at, at Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6 and kind of take it through. It's a passage that, that many of you probably know. And if you don't know it, my challenge to you is memorize this before the end of the service. It's a simple passage, okay? Don't even put it off and say, I'll memorize it this week. Memorize this today. Memorize this now, okay? This is a great passage for you to have in your heart, all right, and to follow by, all right? And it says this in Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding and all of your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight a couple of things this passage says and we're going to tear it apart and just make sure that we know what is it telling us to do when it says trust in the lord with all your heart when it says do not lean what is it saying in those passages and the first thing it says is what trust in the lord Trust in the Lord. What does that mean? We can over-spiritualize that word trust if we try too hard, right? Trust is a pretty simple word. It's a simple word. It, it, it means this. It, it means that I'm, I, I'm putting my faith into something. I'm putting my belief into something. This stool, for instance, okay? If I go up to this stool and I sit down on this stool, what am I doing? I'm trusting that this piece of metal and fabric is going to sustain me, right? I didn't even think about it, to be honest. When I walked, when I, when I set this down just now, I was busy preaching for one thing. And, and the second thing is, I didn't even think about it. It's a stool. That's what it's supposed to do, right? And so it's supposed to hold me. And so I just trust when I sit down on this stool, it's going to hold me. But, it, but it's funny that, that, that sometimes... Those of us who struggle with really trusting God, and when we talk about trusting God, notice I didn't just lean against the stool. It's not just me kind of, kind of being up against the stool, and I've still got some weight on my feet and some weight on the stool. It's not that. If I'm trusting the stool, my feet are off the ground. I'm sitting on the stool. I'm trusting this stool to sustain me, okay? And it's the same with the Lord. That when it, when it says trust in the Lord, it's not just talking about kind of, get close to the Lord and, and, and maybe put like this part of you against the Lord and be aligned with the Lord. Or it's saying, put your dependence, put everything, just like you would put your trust in a stool, put your trust in the Lord. Yeah, it's amazing how, how many of us exercise trust multiple times throughout the day. We don't even think about it. And, and what we're trusting in and how much we're trusting in those things. And we don't even think about it. And yet, when, when we hear trust in the Lord, it's like, whoa, I don't know if I can really do that with my whole self. I mean, think for a second. What do we trust in every day? What are the things that we trust in every single day? We, how about if we fly? How many, how many of you fly on an airplane? All right, I'm going to ruin that for you for a second. All right. Let's think about for a second, what are we doing when we step on an airplane? How many people are we trusting our lives to? I don't know the guy who changed the oil last. But I hear from Corey, that's pretty important. Like, I hear that's an important thing to do. I don't know the guy that put the gas in. I don't know if he was mad at his wife that morning. I don't know if he was, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what these people did or didn't do to the plane. I don't know the pilot. I don't know how much sleep he got last night. I don't know the people in the tower who keep the planes going in the right direction and landing at the right airport. I don't know those things. And yet I get on an airplane 
take a bottle of NyQuil and go... I'm just kidding. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I get on an airplane and I'll fly places. And I really... Okay, I think about it. But most people don't even think about it. We just get on an airplane and, oh, look, at we're going 500 miles an hour and uh, 30,000 feet in the air. Isn't this neat? And it is neat. It's incredible. But we trust things every single day we don't even think about. We drive down the road. We're just busy. We're getting from here to there. We're going 60-some miles down a 35 street, right? And we're not even thinking about the other drivers. We're not thinking that, man, I'm putting a lot of trust in these other drivers, we trust a lot of things, don't we? We just, we just, with unwittingly, we just trust a lot of stuff every single day. And it's stuff that's not even nearly as dependable as the Lord. God, who's faithful, who's never failed, who's never lied, who, who, who is always there for us, who gave us his son, Christ, who, who, who bought us, who paid for our sins. And we struggle trusting God, and yet we trust all of these other things. I watched a, a, a clip yesterday, um, not yesterday, sometime this week. Um, I was watching football yesterday, but um, I watched uh, this thing on TV. It's one of those, you know, extreme, like, whoops, like, look what happened to this guy when he rode this thing. Um, this guy's riding this uh, mountain bike, trying to break the record, the world record for downhill speed on a mountain bike. Anybody seen this guy? He gets on a regular mountain bike and he goes down this hill. He's flying down this hill, 104 or 5 miles an hour, breaks the record on this mountain bike, right? Well, they, he's testing it with this bike because they've got this souped up bike that he's going to ride down that goes way faster. And they know if he goes down on this, he's going to blow the record apart, okay? So he gets on this mountain bike and he's flying down the mountain he's not even halfway down and he's already broken the record and it's just steep he's flying the bike falls apart right in the middle he fell (laughs) and i just thought honestly that is a great picture of trust i mean he's putting his trust in this bike and really i'm sure at the beginning he was hoping that it would sustain him all the way down the mountain It didn't, and he was hurt badly, very badly. His, you know, bodies do things when they're going 100 miles an hour down a mountain and they hit the ground. It's wild, like they contort, and that's what his body did. And and but but the the point is this: like we have to put our trust in something that we know will sustain us, and that's God. And so what 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 we're learning in Proverbs here from Solomon is trust in the Lord because he's perfect. Trust in the Lord because he doesn't fail us. Put our trust, put everything, put our entire weight on the Lord. Okay? It goes on in the passage. What's the next thing it says? Is, is um, Actually, let me, lean, let me uh, give you these three verses real quick. Um, Proverbs 16.20 says this, Blessed is he who trusts, who puts their whole dependence, complete dependence, without conditions, without stipulations, puts their trust in the Lord. Proverbs 29:25, the fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. Psalm 37, verse 5, and this is great for everything we've been talking about last week and this way about, that last week and this week about, Lord, what do you want for me? What is your purpose for me? Proverbs, or, or Psalm 37, verse 5 says, commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. Commit your way 
to the Lord. Whatever it is, commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. It goes on in the passage. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. That's the degree to which we are supposed to trust in the Lord. That's that picture of picking our feet up off the ground when we sit on the stool. It's putting everything on God. It's putting everything on him. What would have happened if I would have sat down and the stool wasn't there? I fall on my back, right? Everybody laughs, right? That's what happens if the stool's not there. And that has to be, that has to be the picture of us trusting God. My trust in God has to look like that. If God's not there, I'm falling flat on my back because everything, everything is is in God. I I love sometimes um, the the message. Have you heard of the message? Okay, we've used it a couple times. The message is is a um, transliteration of the Bible, okay? It takes a translation of Scripture and then kind of retranslates it into modern-day language, okay? It's really modern-day, okay? Um, And and so some of it is kind of really refreshing, all right? And and so I was um, reading something this week, and it had this passage's uh, interpretation from the message. And, And what it says in the message is, don't pray and keep all your options open. I thought, man, that is perfect, Because that's what we do, right? We're like, Lord, what do you want from my life? But just in case you don't tell me I've got this to fall back on, I've got this to fall back on, I've got this job lined up, I've got this place to go, and I've got this I can do. But what do you want, Lord? Really, I want to know what you want, Lord. But just in case, I want you to know I've got a backup plan. I've got six of them, and I'll take any one of them if you don't tell me. That's not trusting the Lord with all of our heart. That's leading the life that we want to live and not really listening to God. And I love that. It's not trust in the Lord and keep all your other options open. It's trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And if God's not there, then we're going to fall flat on our back because he's all we've got to sustain us. He's all we have. He's our only option. He's all we've planned for. That's all we've planned for, God, is you. We put everything in you. There's no other plan. There's no other alternative. There's no backup plan that I've got on the side in case I find out that you're really not going to come through. Trust in the Lord with all your hearts. Really, that's what Jesus told us to do, right? It's the greatest commandment. Love God with all of your heart and all your soul and all your mind. Love God with your whole heart. The next part of the passage says this, lean not on your own understanding. So trust in the Lord with all your heart. Put all of your weight on God, but then don't lean on your own understanding. This might be the hardest part of the whole passage, right? Because it's easy to say, I've got my weight on God, but I want to lean on my understanding. I want to lean and be directed by what I already know. And so what the passage is saying is, if we're only leaning on our senses, on our intellect, on our knowledge, on our input that we get from the world, on on the advice of our smart friends, right? They've experienced a lot and they know a lot, so I'll just find out what they would have me do. If we're only leaning on that, if we're only trusting in that, we're leaning on our own understanding. And I'm not saying that those are bad things. I'm not saying that we disregard intellect, that we disregard knowledge, that we disregard... I'm not saying that. Those are good things. But we've got to move the Lord to the top of the list. We have to move his word to the top of the list. We have to move listening to God to the top of the list. 
so that when the other input comes, we're not leaning on that. We're leaning on the Lord. And if he uses that, that's awesome. And if it, if it agrees with his word, that's great. But what scripture tells us is we can't just lean on our own understanding. So many times people make decisions and it's not the Lord. It's not God involved at all. It's just, I think this is the best thing for me to do. Well, it may be. But if God's not in the conversation, if God's not in, involved in what we're doing, if God's word is not involved in our decision making, then we're leaning on our own understanding. We're disobeying God's word. Don't lean on your own understanding. So we move God to the, to the top of the list. We move his word to the top of the list. Psalm 146 verse 3 says, Put not your trust in princes, in a son of man who, in whom there's no salvation. Don't put your trust in in people. Don't put your trust in yourself even. Put your trust in God. That's where salvation comes from. And so put trust in God. It's kind of where um, in this whole process where we have to be disciplined, right? Uh, it's where we have to kind of interject the discipline in our lives. When Because when, when my human feelings and when um, other people's ideas conflict with God's word, how many of you ever had that in your life? You've been encouraged to do something or you're wanting to do something, but you see in God's word, it says, don't do that. How many of you ever had that in your life? And there's a conflict at that moment. This is what I want to do. This is what people are telling me to do. But God's word says, don't do that. How many of you felt that? Raise your hand. That's where discipline comes in. Because everything inside of us, everything inside of us is pushing to do what we want to do. Everything inside of us is pushing us to do what our emotion says to do. Everything inside of us is pushing to do what our friends are telling us to do. It doesn't matter how old you are, right? It doesn't matter how old you are sitting here. This part is not just for the kids, right? We care about what our friends think. We care about what they're saying. We care about what they want us to do. And when those times come that that conflicts with God's word, that's where discipline comes in. And we have to say God's word is what I will follow. I'm not going to lean on my understanding. I'm going to lean on God. I'm going to lean on his word. I'm going to do what he's called me to do. The next part says this. In all of your ways, acknowledge him. Acknowledge means to recognize or to know in all of your ways. Acknowledge God in all of your ways. There's no place in my life where I'm not supposed to recognize God. There's no place in my life where I'm not supposed to to think about him and engage him and converse with him in those in those places. In all of my ways, in all of the places, in my home, in my schooling, in my community, in my workplace, in my play, whatever place it is, I'm supposed to engage with God in those places. I'm supposed to acknowledge God. I'm supposed to uh, recognize God in all of those places in my life. It's not just geographic, though. It's not just location. It's not just uh, home and, and school and community, workplace and play. It's, it's, in, it's in the emotional. It's in the spiritual. Because things come into our life, right? And it's almost like we forget God. Whether, whatever extreme it is, whether it's, whether it's we're in sorrow or whether we're in joy or whether we're disappointed or whether we're totally excited or whether we're successful or whether we fail, whatever it is. I'm supposed to acknowledge God. I'm supposed to recognize God. I'm supposed to be engaging with God. It's just like we talked about last week. Remember, 
Rejoice in all things. What was the next one? Pray without ceasing. And that was a hard one, right? That's the one we're like, that's really, 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 really tough. That's just this idea of always acknowledging God, always engaging with God. I'm not doing part of my life without God. Isn't that funny that we think that? That we think when we look at what Jesus has called us to do, to abandon everything and follow him, that we still separate parts of our life. And we think we do this part without God, and we can do this part without God, and we can do this part with... We can't do it. If we're following Christ, if we're abandoned to Christ, if we're genuinely disciples of Christ, it's impossible. And so in all of my ways, whether it's in feelings and emotions that come into my life or whether it's in places that I'm at, I'm acknowledging God in all of those places if I'm really following him. The last part of it is uh, is kind of the end result of all of this, right? If I trust in the Lord with all of my heart, uh, if I don't lean on my own understanding, if I acknowledge him in all my ways, then then this is kind of the end result. And he says in verse 5 at the end there, he says, um, excuse me, in verse 6 at the end, he says, and he will make straight your paths. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Some, some of the versions say that he will direct your paths. That's what we want, right? I hope, I hope, I, I mean, I know that in my heart, that's what I'm saying. That's what I want, Lord. I want you to direct my paths. I want you to make straight paths for me. I, I want you to take me to the places you want me to go. I want to follow your voice so that where I'm going is where you want me to go. But here's the thing. We can't get caught up in that and say, oh, so this is cool. If I trust in the Lord with all my heart and that's easy and I don't lean on my own understanding and that's pretty easy and, and I acknowledge him in all my ways, then I'll be successful and I'll be, it'll be great and, and maybe I'll even be rich and, and, and I'll get this and, and all of the things that I really wanted, that's what will come to me. That's not what it says. Sometimes God's straight paths lead to difficulty and sometimes they don't. Sometimes some people's straight paths lead to hard things. Uh, sometimes, you know, your, your, your straight path is going to look a lot different than the straight path of someone across the room. It's just going to look different. And God didn't say, I'll make your, your paths easy. He didn't say that. I'll just, I'll direct them. I'll make them straight. I'll lead you through them. I'll, guide, I'll be with you through them. And so sometimes straight paths lead through difficulty, but... God is directing through the difficulty if we're trusting in the Lord with all our heart, leaning not on our understanding and acknowledging him in all of our ways. Sometimes straight paths lead to high and wonderful places. But God is directing us there. Sometimes, man, some of you would say, my straight path feels a lot like a roller coaster. I mean, sometimes I feel like I'm going way underground roller coaster. And sometimes I feel like I'm just peaking and, and rushing down the hill even. And, and it's wonderful. And, and then there's just these times when I'm, I'm down in the, the valley of it again. And it's hard. And, and yet, can we say that God is directing those paths? Is it God that's making those paths straight? And yeah, they're bumpy sometimes. They're difficult sometimes. They're up and they're down and, and, and it's crazy sometimes. And some people's lives, you look at it and you think, man, theirs is just down. I mean, theirs is just difficult. I don't know if I could live that person's life. Well, that's because that's God's straight path for that person and not for you maybe. 
And so we have to be careful not to look at this and say, if I do this and do this and do this, then God's going to make my life easy. He doesn't say that. He just He's going to be there with us, and he's going to make them straight, and we're going to know that he's directing, and we're going to trust him through that. But he never says it's going to be easy. Here's the thing is, is um, the other side of that is if our path is difficult, and I know for some of you it is difficult or it's been difficult or it's going to be difficult. If it is, we don't, we don't look at that and just go, huh, well, I guess this is just God's straight path for me then. I guess this is just what it is, and I'll just, I'll just be satisfied with this, and, and I'll just say, well, I guess this is... Here's what we do, okay? No matter what the path is, whether it's good or bad, the point of this whole thing is we back up and we look at the beginning. Am I really trusting in the Lord with everything? Am I, can I honestly say that if this chair is a picture of God and this is me, that this is what I've done, that I have sat down and picked my feet up off the ground and I put my whole dependence on God that I'm trusting him with all of my heart can I genuinely say that when I when I began to follow Christ then I turned my back on my own understanding and I'm not leaning only on my own understanding but I'm listening to God and I'm looking at his word and I'm studying and searching the scriptures uh, it's so amazing how many people that, that I've talked to who are going through difficult times. And, and if you ask them, have you looked at God's word? Oh, I've prayed a lot. I've, I've prayed a ton. We have got to be committed to the word of God. We have to. We have to be committed to searching his word. Hebrews 1 says in, 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 in former days, in the, in, in the former days, God spoke to us through the prophets. But here in these last days, he has spoken to us through his son, Jesus Christ. When things are difficult and I want to hear from God, the first place I go to is God's word. Because in these last days, I know that he's spoken to me through his son. And then I pray and I seek him and I seek him. And, and sometimes it's this wonderful thing where I just, I know the Lord is leading me with his voice. But I never subtract God's word from that process. I just don't do it. We can't do it because it's his word and it's how he engages us. So we just throw in the towel and say, well, I guess that's just God's purpose for us. No, we go back and we say, am I trusting? Am I leaning on my own understanding? Am I acknowledging God in all my ways? And if I'm doing those things, then I can trust, I can know, I can know that this path is from God. I can know that God is leading me and with me through this path, no matter how difficult, and he's going to sustain me. He's going to hold me up. The chair's not going to fail. It's not going to disappear. It's going to be there and sustain me through it. And so we trust, we trust in God and we glorify him with our life and then we know we know he will lead us. The last verse that I want to look at is, is um, really quick. If you, if you turn to the New Testament, Romans chapter 8. As we talk about this and as we talk about what is God's purpose for our life, what is, what is um, God's plan for our life, what's God's will for my life, Lord, what do you want me to do? This verse, I think, is perfect for this, okay? Perfect for this. And it says this in Romans 8, um, 28. Many of you probably have memorized this verse too, but um, it says, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good 
for those who are called according to his purpose. Do you see what the first three verses say? The first three words say, and we know, we know, we know for sure, we know without a doubt that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. So we know that God has a plan and a purpose for us. But here's the thing that we have to know from that verse. That plan and that purpose cannot be found outside of Jesus Christ. It can't. Our purpose for life comes through Christ. That's it, period. That's, that's it. That's the only way our purpose is clear to us is through Jesus Christ. And so if we trust in Christ and if we're following him and we're trusting in him with our whole heart, if we're living for him and not in our own understanding, if we're acknowledging him, then we know for sure that whatever our path is, that it's going to work out for good for those of us who love God. And so I got to go back and say, is, am I finding my purpose? Am I finding my God's plan for me through Christ? Or am I wanting him to adjust his plan to what I want? And we have to make sure that we're trusting, we're acknowledging, and we're not leaning on our own understanding. Let me pray. Father, thank you so much for your goodness. God, thank you for your grace. And Lord, I know that that this morning, um, I'm sure that at least one person here is is struggling with, Lord, what do you want from my life? And and all of us, if we just get down into it, would ask the same thing. God, am, am I doing what you want? Am I am I really following your plan, your purpose, your will for me? And And God, it's just so refreshing to see in your word that your will, your plan is that we trust in you with all our heart. We trust in you. We we love you with all our heart, soul, mind and strength. We we don't lean on our own understanding, but we surrender that. We just we give that completely to you as we put our whole weight on you, Father. And in all of our ways, we acknowledge you. That's your desire for us, God. And and you've promised that through Christ, all things are going to work for good for those of us who do love you. And God, I pray for us. I pray for each one of us. I, I pray for me and I pray for these people in this room, God, that each of us as a, as a family of believers, God, that we would live for you. That we would trust in you. That we would not lean on our own understanding. And whether it's a child who's sitting here, Lord, that they would believe and know and understand, God, that you are trustworthy. That they would see in us, the adults of this church, that they would see in us that you are trustworthy. That we as their parents and their friends and, and, and just the body of believers that, that they see every week. God, that we would trust you with everything and, and that we wouldn't lean on our own understanding, God. But that they would see in us this picture of faith and dependence on God. Would you do that through our body, Lord? And then, Lord, make this body a picture of that to the world so that in all of our ways, in all of our ways, God, Wherever we're at, whatever place we're at, whether, whether, whatever emotion or point of life, whatever place in life we're at, whether we're young, whether we're just going to college, whether, whatever it is, whatever part of life we're at, in all of our ways, God, that we would acknowledge you and allow our body as a body, Lord, 
not just as separate individuals, but as the body of Christ, would you allow us to be a light to this community of what it looks like to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and not lean on our own understanding and to acknowledge you in all of our ways, God. And may the, the world even, but even this community, God, would they see what it looks like in this body for you to make straight paths. We love you and we want to glorify you, God. And so we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.